Isn't that good that we can just keep on going? Even with all those things, Lord said, I still take it. Aren't you glad? Whew, I'm telling you. Well, today, today, today is going to be some fun. Y'all ready for some fun? It's always good to be encouraged. Anybody ever need a cheerleader every now and then? Woo, woo, woo. Go team, go. That's what this is about. And I tell you what, I was looking through a few things this week and, and I just saw this and I thought about my mom, you know, and, and, you know, when you're young, it's, it's funny. I really don't believe our brain develops all the way. And y'all just love me through it if you're under 30, right? But it's about 30. Because then you start realizing all the stuff your mom and dad really do know, right? And I remember, you know, when, when, when my mother's birthday would come and stuff, I remember one year I got her a Matchbox car that I really liked, you know? <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. And then later on, later on, it was different things like that, you know? I'm really, I'm not the only one that did stuff like that. But when I got a little bit older... I could spoil her a little bit. And I remember one year, it was a good year, whatever was going on. I was working a couple jobs and stuff. And I said, man, mom, I got you hooked up. And I had her a little bit of jewelry and a little bit of this and all this. And she kept saying, you mean all this for me? It just kept coming. You just did too much. All this for me? And I think about that sometimes. When I look at what God's done for me, what God's done for you, you got to make it personal. All this for me? That's the theme of today. All this that he's given for me. Say for me. Oh, say it like you mean it. For me. For me. All right, I'll collect them when I leave. No, I'm teasing. No, personally, we got to make it personally. Take it personal sometimes. And, and that's, I think, the whole disconnect a lot of time. We think that all the stuff that God's done is for somebody else, but I'm going to tell you it's for each and every one that calls upon the name of Jesus. Amen. So I want to make sure that we are encouraged today. So how many people like gifts? I was going to say, I've got a good Christmas list this year, man. It's going to be easy. How many people like gifts? I mean like good gifts. I mean the ones that you can't even buy for yourself gifts. Yeah, now they're going, yeah, you mean that type? Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you what. God has got so much more than we could ever buy, than we can ever even imagine through the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's, I just want to set the stage with that. I mean, through that perfect sacrifice, look at all the blessings that God brings to us. And we need to know that. And we need to be working and walking and just grabbing hold of that. So with that being said, I'm going to launch into our scripture. If you got your Bible with you, we're going to be jumping around a little bit. We're going to start out Colossians 2.10, all right? I'm going to go ahead and read that for us. And it says, so you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and every authority. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But we can read that real fast and forget about it. Break it down a little bit. So we are complete. We are lacking nothing. We have everything we need in who? Christ, right? Absolutely. And it's a total package. You ever, ever bought a car or bought something and, and the salesman said, and it's got this, and it's got that, and it's got this. You know, the total package. You know, and you go, man. And then when you come home and tell your wife that you bought this, but you say, it's the total package. You better hope it's the total package, right? Because you got to keep everybody in the same loop with that. But let me tell you this again and again and again. The reason I tie this into what we can buy is because there's very little we can buy, right? That makes any difference at the end of the day. I want you to know that what has been bought for us, we couldn't buy it. We couldn't earn it. We couldn't be good enough for it or anything else. It's about God's love for you and about God's grace and mercy for us. Amen. I want you to see that today. So look at that. We have everything we need, lacking in nothing. And it says, how's this work? Through your union with Christ. Through your faith in Christ. How many people got some faith in Christ today? Everybody's got their hands up. And we come on down here and look at this. For he is the head over every ruler and every thorn. 
He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. So if you got your handouts, you can follow along with this. I said, well, it's like, I'll break it down like that. I said, he gave, you got, let's share. You ever think about that? He gave it, you got it, let's share it. So let's move along with that. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. Well, first thing I want to say, what did he give? I start thinking about this. Look what he was willing to pay. Do you ever think about your value? Usually we think about what, we, what we're not worth. But I want today, when you walk out here, you're going to know what you are worth. Amen. I want to remind you of what you are worth, what you were worth to the Lord. Amen. I said, you know, we look at this. I said, Jesus did. He always knew what we were worth. I said, it never slowed him down when he went to the cross. He didn't look through all of humanity and say, man, I just, need, I just want to catch it today. He saw all of us, all of us, and what we were worth to him. And I said, man, isn't it something that, that he would lay down his life for us and do the will of the Father? He said, well, that's no new message. You're right. You know how much I'm on the phone saying the same message? You know how many people I'm visiting in the hospital telling the same message? Because we need to grab hold of it. We hear it, but it's got to drop down to that heart. And I just know with things people got going on this week and the weeks to come, that we need to know this, solidify this in our spirit so that we know what we're worth. Anybody worth anything in here? Man, I just gave you a real good place to say amen. Anybody worth anything in here? Woo, you're worth everything. Man, come on. I'm going to have to go beef up the tape now because y'all going to be, yeah. I want you, I'm going to ask you at the end of the day and you're going to be going, yeah, man. I want you guys to hear that and realize, you know, he gave it all for you. And we look at this over time and time again. I said, do you think about this, that the Lord laid down his life for you? He saw your best on your worst day. Anybody have some bad days? Would anybody want to run their life story on the widescreen? No, no, no. Did I say that enough, right? But you know what? If it wasn't for the grace of God, man, we're going to get into it in a little bit. The time we hit second gear on the second thing here, y'all better hold on. I'm ready for today. Well, let's keep on rolling. Don't live a life of little faith. What are you talking about? It doesn't take a whole lot of faith to just, just uh, grab hold of what God's got. But there's times that we seem to side up with the enemy rather than open God's word to the truth. Anybody got time for the story? Lock the door, Tim. All right. Many of y'all know I went for an MRI this week. Thought it was all about an MRI, but guess what? God was there too. Isn't that amazing? And it's amazing that, uh, you know, you sit and you wait and you look. And how many know y'all know I'm a people watcher? I'm sitting there hanging out. And I, 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 I almost called Miss Tanya because she always says, you can't go nowhere that somebody don't know you. And I started to sweat because I didn't know anybody. I was there about, I said, she's going to be right this time. And all of a sudden, out of the cardio area, I saw one of my old baseball playing buddies. He goes, hey, what's up? And I said, everything's good, man. It's all right. And they, you know, the guys from our neighborhood, I don't know what it is. When you're young, you're too cool. You know, but you get older, you just tell everybody, you know, he's swinging me like a rag doll. He goes, man, it's so good to see you. What's going on? I'm like, oh, put me down. You know? And I go, what's wrong? He goes, something's wrong with my heart. I'm thinking, mine too. You know? So I got to pray for my buddy. I saw him and everything else. But the Lord's just warming up what he's getting ready to do. So finally, I mean, I'm just, my, my phone's going dead. I've done, checked every Facebook, every Craigslist, everything else. I'm going, man, I, I'm getting hungry. I've been here for a while. So this lady comes back, Mr. Chapman. I go, right here. <laughs> I'm like, right here. I'm not going to miss this one. And we go back and they have to ask you 963 questions that you just answered. Right? Do you got any metal in your body? You got any of this and everything and all this? So I'm talking and I'm seeing 
that this lady has been having a tough day. She's just, she's just going through that. I'm like, Lord, how can I be a blessing? How many know it's always good to just use that little Jesus crowbar anywhere you can? You know, I don't care. Man, it's a beautiful day outside the Lord has made. And you can kind of just see what's going on. And she said, what's so wrong with your, with, with your arm? I said, well, I hate to tell you. I said, I always thought I was a pretty tough, strong guy, but I threw my arm out just moving the shower curtain. She goes, wow. You know, but I was truthful. And I said, you know, I said, and I said, I'm going to see, see where she's at right here. I said, uh, I said, I do a little bit of preaching. I said, it gets where I can't hold my Bible out too, too far like that. She said, you preach? I said, oh, Lord's working up in here now. I said, yes, I do. And she goes, yeah. I said, I said, why don't you take a little break? <laughs> we flip roles, right? I said, what's going on in your life? The lip starts. They start crying. And I'm going, what's going on? And she had some things going on in her life. And, you know, we all go through relationships and different things like that. And I said, you know, do you know the Lord? She said, I think so. I said, oh, we don't. I said, I know why I'm here now. She said, why? I said, so when I leave, you're going to know something. I'm not confident in me. I'm confident in God. I know that God has arranged this divine appointment that I get the privilege to speak about my heavenly father. So, you know, I'm talking about the Lord. I'm asking her, if you die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? She goes, no. I said, oh, you will when we leave here. I'm telling you, I'm just saying, boy, she is right for the picking. Because she's not fighting. She just wants to know. And I get to pray with that young lady. And she gives her life to the Lord before I even get in the MRI machine. Get the Lord a hand clap. God is good. I will tell you this. It took me three hours, right, to do a 24-hour, a 24-minute uh, MRI, but it's okay. We'll talk about that in a little bit. It's, you know what? Sometimes it takes a little time. Somebody needs a little time. Are you willing to invest in somebody? Aren't you glad that God invested in you? Aren't you glad that person that told you about Christ didn't just pass you by a step over you? Took a few minutes. Maybe returned your phone call. Maybe prayed for you when you weren't even want, pr wanting to pray for yourself. But let me tell you, God is, is so amazing. And I told her, she said, well, you know, I've been through this relationship and now it's on the rocks and everything. And I said, honey, the only man you need to worry about in your life right now is Jesus. He'll bring the right guy at the right time. Amen? Won't he? I'm going to tell you what, his timing is amazing. So let's keep on going with this thing. God puts more value on you than you do yourself sometimes. I should put sometimes. Probably all the time, really, because he can love so much more than we can. He's, man, he's just it's so big what God has got for us. I said, you know, we need to start beginning to look at things from God's perspective. All right, show of hands. How many people beat themselves up from time to time? We're just being honest, aren't we? And how many people know that nobody can beat you up better than yourself? Yeah. It's true, isn't it? I mean, I know right where my weak spots are and everything. And boy, I start listening to the devil and just say, man, I cannot believe you did that. I cannot believe you said that. What in the world are you thinking? What are you doing? You know, all these different things. And, and I tell you, God's, God's here to take, take it from his perspective. Look at what your value is through the eyes of the Lord. I want you to hear this is not just for somebody. This is for everybody, right? When y'all go out of here, I wish I had a scale. And you guys weigh in, and then you weigh in when you leave here. Because, man, the Lord is going to pull the bricks off your back. You don't have to worry about these things that you've been worrying about. Let me ask somebody this. How many things that you've been worried about this week came true? I mean, okay, how many people have been worried about different things this week? Come on, you know you have. Yeah? Did they come true? 
Some yes, some, some no. Most of the time, they don't even come true. Now, how many people that were worried about that thing know that worried helped it? For everybody on the internet, there are no hands. <laughs> it didn't help a thing, did it? It probably didn't help you sleep, did it? Did it help you sleep? Not at all. It didn't, it didn't help you get along better with your sweetheart, did it? Eee. Right. It didn't help your appetite, did it? Sometimes people worry and it does help their appetite. I usually always have an appetite. But uh, yeah, but that stress and all those things. And what I want you to see is it didn't do any good. You've got to lay words on the Lord. Yes, I'm preaching to me first. I can't take, oh, I don't ever worry about anything. You know, sometimes I get like that and the Lord just reminds me, he will come back and bring this sermon right in my ear. You remember what you said? Yes, I do. Yeah, well then apply it. We have to apply the word of God. But look at the value that he puts on us over and over and over. Don't beat yourself up. Look to his word instead of the world. I thought about this yesterday. We love to watch some ODU football. Love. It was, it was, it was, it was rough. What's the score, Thomas? Go ahead. 49 to 0. Now, you, you know what was amazing to me? I was kind of walking in and out and back and forth. And, and I said, I told Jess, I said, this is where you will see the real fans. Because everybody loves you when you're on top. Amen. I said, I told Jess, I said, this is a teachable moment, son. Man, they interviewed that quarterback. And they interviewed some other people. And man, they were just taking him down the road. I'm thinking, it's just football. You know? There's going to be another game. He had a bad day. But boy, I tell you what, everybody went from, yeah, to clenching their fist going, get him over here. And you know what? Do you ever feel like that? Do you think that boy was giving it all, everything he could? I know that I wouldn't want to be on TV not doing well. You know? Think about that. And I thought, Lord, I know that guy could use some grace today. But see, we're fast, man, to point that finger. We're fast. I can't believe it. Yeah, I just cut him loose. I'm thinking, I'm glad you're not my boss. You know what I mean? Or the day's on your job and you go, just like the day. I come in here, tuner's on backwards, it's on here. We found it, Tim, I still love it. The clicker's there. <laughs> Things just happen, you know? But you know what? Are you willing to love people through that? God is. And I think a lot of times what helps us is, is when we see how much that we've been forgiven, can't you just share it a little bit? Just a little bit. A little bit of God's grace goes a long way. Can I get an amen on that? Well, look at this. What did he get? I said, we didn't deserve it, but God gave it anyway. That's his grace, isn't it? Isn't that something? That's just amazing. And you see that from time to time, but sometimes it's few, few and far between. You know what something was a blessing to me yesterday? I went by my mom's, and, and I got a buddy that I grew up with since kindergarten. And we hang out every now and then. And I wanted to look at this particular thing. And uh, my buddy, I said, well, you know more about this stuff than I do. I said, will you meet me at the, at the store? He goes, man, let me put my shirt on. I'll be right there. Boom. He was available. Touched my heart. So went there and he said, I think you ought to buy this. You ought to buy this. You do what you want to do. But this is why I say this. So I get this particular thing. I said, hey, man. He said, well, let's go check this thing out. And so I said, I got to go back to my mom's. I'll meet you at mom's house. Taking a little time. Right? Comes by there. Mom looks like he's the long-lost son. I'm over here like this. They still hugging, going down the road. I'm thinking, I brought you a hamburger. He didn't bring you no hamburger. Yeah, but it's, it's good because you know what? You're just regrouping. She hadn't seen him in a long time. So we hung out, and we got to do some stuff. 
And my buddy paid for everything. Isn't that something? I said, dude, I mean, he said, hey, we never get to do nothing. Come on, I got it. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, but those things, when I look back over there, he took some time. He, he stopped what he was doing because something was important to me. And then he says, on top of all that, I got it. I was like, man, isn't that nice? He had to do that. I ain't talked to him in probably three or four months. And I only see him about twice a year. But isn't it nice when somebody says, you're worth it. You're worth it. It doesn't have to be big stuff. It doesn't have to be money stuff. The biggest thing that was neat, that when I called the guy, boom, he was there. You got a friend like that? You might say, nope. I got a lot of friends like that. I'm very thankful. You guys are great. But I got somebody, just like you got somebody, that will never not show up. There's things in your, that you might want to do and you just can't make it. You forever understand that. But God always comes through. That's what I'm getting at. God always comes through. His timing is amazing. I want us to see that. I said, you know, we need to remember God's grace and his mercy and his love. I said, it changes everything. It changes the way you view everything. It changes the way you deal with everything. And you always got God on your side. You ever, did you ever think about that? We don't think about that when, when the tide's coming up. We don't think about that when the car payments still do. We don't think about this thing. But you know what? We absolutely got what God has for us all the time. It's available. Somebody say, he's available. he's available. Now my question is, are we available? Lord, help us to be more available to be his ears, be his hands, be his feet. Didn't know this was coming up. I'm going to share this too. Another friend of mine told me about his mother eight days ago. Well, maybe probably ten days ago. And she comes here from time to time. And I know this lady all my life since I was growing up. She has always been the kindest. The, I, I've never seen her get mad. I've never seen it. She's just a nice lady. And, um, and he told me, he says, my, my mom's not feeling good. I added a blue. And she ended up coming down with this, this, this disease. It's called, I probably got it all messed up, but it's called like Gilliam Beret or something. Basically, it comes on you and attacks your nervous system. My buddy's mom went from walking, talking, going out to eat to when I saw her, she could barely touch her face with her hand. That'll rip your heart out. Listen to this. I said, man, I'm going to get there as soon as I can. A couple of days went by and stuff like that. So I'm going to go, where's she at? And she's in a, in a rehab center. So on my lunch break, I said, I got I told the guys at work, I'll be back when I get back. I got to go. They said, okay. So I went and I walked in. And have you ever been in one of those places people just need a smile? Just a smile. It don't take much to fill an empty heart. And I'm talking and I'm smiling and everything. And I'm putting my big boy face on because you know what? It's not real pretty. People are hurting. But you know what? If I can bring just a little bit of smile in their day, that's what I'm going to do. Any way I can. And I'm praying before I even go in there and I see some people. So I go down to this room and they have two, two people in the room. And my buddy's mom's not there. I said, hey, is Miss such and such here? And this lady, she said, no. She said, who are you? This older lady. She said, who are you? I said, well, my name's Buddy. She said, you're the preacher. I said, yes, ma'am. I've been hearing about you for the last week. That does your heart good, I think. I'm thinking, what you hear? <laughs> and she says, can I talk to you? I go, yeah. She said, she's down in the therapy down there, but, but can I talk to you? And, I, and, and this lady told me, she says, no, I know I'm older. She said, but honey, my mind's sharp. <laughs> she let me know right now. My mind is right. I said, yes, ma'am. 
And she started talking about her family, talking about things and things she and she didn't know me from anybody. But I took some time with her. And I just sat there and I said, I'm not going to. She stops talking, whatever she wants to talk about. And she said, she told me this this thing that had happened in her life years back and everything else. I said, let's pray about it. And I got the word out and, and I started reading some of the Bible to her and everything else. And she says, you know, son, I've never told anybody that in 45 years. You know what I said? I said, ma'am, thank you for trusting me enough to share that. But I'm going to tell you what, God already knows. And we're going to trust God with this. She said, I, I can't sleep sometimes because of things in the past. I listened. I, he, he, this and this and this and, and I just listened. And I took out the Psalms and I read through that and I read through Psalm 91, a Psalm of protection. And one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 27. The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom should I fear? And I kept feeding her with the Word of God. And by the time I left, she was like, "I'm so glad you came by today." Now I'm going to tell you, I probably didn't spend ten minutes with that lady. And it wasn't even me; it was just that I was available. I was a vessel for God to use at that minute. And I'm going to tell you what, when I left, her focus started to change, just like we were talking a little while ago. Her eyes were, were off the problem and on the problem solver. Who has God put in your life that maybe you need to encourage? Maybe it's the guy or girl in the mirror. Read the Word. Read the Word of God. Dig in that and stand up for what He's got, because you know what? You got it. Look at somebody and say, I got it. Oh, come on, y'all got it. Ready? Here we go. Well, I'm going to dig in right here. Now, everybody just go ahead and fasten the seatbelt on this one. We're here for the mission, right? Let me talk. About, look at that. He's ready. He had it. <laughs> hey, thanks, God. I'm going to give me a drink on that. A drink of water. I'm going in deep, baby. I'm ready. So I said, we have more than we could ever imagine. Thank you, partner. <laughs> hey, hey, Scott, it's only when I grab my ear like that when I need it. <laughs> Anybody feel at home right here today? Yes, indeed. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> oh, let's see where we are. Hey, you have more than you ever could imagine. See, you got, it's overflowing. It's overflowing. It's overflowing out of his pockets, man. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Lord, we love you. We love you. You know, I started thinking, I said, if the Lord gave the life of his son to purchase you out of sin, do you think he's going to quit on you? Do you think God's just going to give up and walk away? He's not. Have you had somebody else to give up and walk away? Maybe. It's painful. It's painful. But God won't do that. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. See, everything's got to be built on what we got in Christ. And when the crisis does come, you stand tall. I'm not saying you don't shed a few tears. I'm not saying you're not wounded. I'm going to tell you what, we got a good foundation in Jesus. Amen? Amen? Let's keep on going. I said, let's take a little look around here. I said, let's look at a few things you've got as a believer. Many of y'all know I love Romans chapter 8, and you're going to know why before you leave here today. All right? I'm going to cut through a few things. I was listening to a sermon the other day. Somebody sent me. I said, oh, Lord, that's right all the time. I love it. This is going to be good. So I started looking through here and looking at a few things. So 
Go ahead and ask me why we should be encouraged. Why should we be encouraged? Go ahead. Why should we be encouraged? Oh, I'm glad you asked. All right. Get your Bibles out if you got them with you. Romans chapter 8. I don't have all the scriptures up here, but we can go right on through it. One of the reasons we can be encouraged is this. Your sins are forgiven and you are eternally secure. Somebody say amen. amen. Well, how do you know that? Let's look at his word. Verse 8, if you want to circle that in your Bible or put it in your notes and look at it later. Write these in your notes. That's why we got some notes down here. Ready? Look at what God's word says here. So now there is no condemnation for those who believe belong to Christ Jesus. The power of the living, the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Our sins are forgiven for eternity and we are secure. Anybody feeling just a little bit better? Just a little bit better about your week is getting better. Let's keep on rolling. Well, another reason we can be encouraged. We have Jesus at the right hand of God praying for us. Let me give you some word on that, okay? Verse 34. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Anybody never, you doing well. Anybody can just nod. Have you ever needed a lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like this. Both hands up. I'm with you, brother. I probably was with you. Oh, my goodness. But you know what? It's, I said, Jesus is our lawyer. Not Perry Mason, right? Not Madlock, and we watch every Madlock, every murder she wrote. We got it down, boy. We watch it. And, they, you know, I don't know what it is. Everybody, have you ever seen something on them? I've never seen this except on those three shows that all of a sudden they just go, yeah, I did it. <laughs> Everyone. I mean, they're not even under the light. And they're going, yeah, I did it. You know, Colonel Mustard in a ballroom with the, you know, the, the chicken wing or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know, they go, I'm thinking, wow, it's not that easy, is it? But you know what? Angela Lansbury is not my, my lawyer. Jesus is my lawyer. Do you know the Lord? As Lord and Savior, he's sitting on the right-hand side of God. Look at that. Let's look at this again. Who will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us and is sitting in the place of honor at his right hand, pleading for us. I'm going to tell you another little story. Let's see. Oh, the buffet don't even start going. Hold on. I had a monster truck. And I, Nicholas, you would love this. If I can find a picture, man, you're going to love this. It had 40-inch tires. The bumper was 42 inches off there. It had a winch. It had everything. And it was big. It was awesome. Had looked like stove pipes running out the side. So it was something else. And I was coming home. And man, that thing gets going like this. And next thing you know, I felt a little. Mm. I'm like, what in the world was that? And I saw this little lady, terrified in her little Toyota. Oh, I had run right down the side of her. I thought, that's not good. I pull over. And I said, it's funny, I, I just just catched my paycheck. That was back before direct deposit. I'm thinking, I'm going to jail. I said, ma'am, I will pay for your car. She goes, I think I ought to call the police. I said, I have cash. <laughs> right? I have cash. And she goes, it's, it's a uh, leased car. I go, oh, this is not good. Right? So anyway, she said, we need to call the police. I go, here's my phone. Cannot believe I'm giving this lady the phone to call the police on me. They come out there and say, well, it's not too bad. Why don't y'all just take care of it and this and that? And then I'm looking, I'm like, I ain't so sure she won't in my lane. 
you know, you start thinking, oh, oh. So anyway, back then I was in the karate move, and I knew a lot of people. So my buddy in the karate thing was a lawyer. I said, hey, buddy, come here. I said, I got a ticket. He said, don't worry about it. Don't worry, don't worry about it. I said, I'm worried about it. Don't worry about it. So he says, all right, go on. <laughs> and he goes, don't worry about it. And so a month goes by, I said, what about the ticket? So he says, we're going to back it up. So they forget about it. I said, I like this. I like this a lot. So another month goes by, and another month goes by, and finally said, they won't drop it. you got to go to court. I said, I knew that. Man, what are we going to do? He said, I do this all the time. So we go, and he says, look, uh, what time's the thing? I said, it's 9 o'clock. At 9 o'clock, what time you want me to do? Like 7? He goes, he says, like, my office is right across the street. How about, how about 10 till? I said, okay. I'm there at 8.30. I'm there. I'm pacing. <laughs> I see him going around the back, and I wave, and he's like, oh, my gosh, he's already here. You know, I want to get this over with. Anyway, we go. He goes, all right, everything cool? How's your driver's record? I said, it's all right. He said, what is all right? <laughs> I said, I got some tickets. He goes, when? I said, I got three in one month, but it's been like five years ago. He said, how long? I said, I think it's like five years ago. You know what I Yeah. All right. So we go, and he talks to people, and talks to people, and talks to people, and comes back. He goes, we got to stand before the judge. I go, I, gosh, I knew it. I knew it. I'm worried about it. Right? So we go, and I think, well, he's the Lord. I'm going to get up there first. We're going to be out of here. I mean, I, I brought my checkbook. Okay, everything's cool. Oh, my gosh. I just think I'm going to have to sell this truck, everything. It's not going to be good. I was worried, right? How much did it do any good? No. So anyway, this is, I know the Lord's just working this here to just see how I'm going to respond. They had everybody go in front of me to make the judge mad. <laughs> this guy, I'm thinking, I can't even write something like that. Yes, Your Honor, I know he didn't have a license and he was driving somebody else's car with three different tags on it and he ran over somebody and kicked the dog, but my, my, my guy's willing to go to the driver improvement. I'm thinking, he's probably going to jail, right? And I'm sitting there, oh my goodness, we go through all this stuff. Finally, he goes, you know, Hampton, such and such, uh, Buddy Chapman versus. Uh, I'm just going. I'm like, I'm like with Jessica, the lady just close. Ah, I don't want to go. You know, I'm get up there, my buddy's up. He said, "You don't see nothing." And so, my lawyer is interceding on my behalf. Now, let me tell you, that judge is rubbing his temples already. Yes. And I was like, I'm going, I'm going to go straight to jail. This is it. I'm out. Right? And my buddy starts talking. And he goes, well, he said, uh, you know, there's a new truck for my buddy. Uh, you know, Mr. Chapman and this, that, and everything else. And, and we're going here and, and uh, blah, 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 blah. And, and he goes, is that right? I go, yes. I'm checking everything because he told me don't say nothing. He said, don't you say nothing until he says something. I said, yes. That's all I said. And then my lawyer continues to go through. He said, but they said they got Mr. Chapman for an illegal lane change. Mr. Chapman wasn't making a lane change. He's going straight. He lives such and such down there. And the judge said, ask the lawyer, so what do you want to do? I go, yeah, what do you want to do? He said, Mr. Chapman's got a clean driving record. You accused him of the wrong thing. You accused him of this and everything else. Um, I say not guilty. He said not guilty. Not guilty. Whom the bricks were found. I just wanted to do the raising. You know, I'm not guilty. I'm not guilty. 
You know, I never really even looked at the ticket. I just, I got a ticket. I got to go to, I don't even know what the accusers would go. You know, I'm thinking, oh, they probably got me running over the lady's car and this and that and everything else. Why did I go through all that? Because I had somebody, I had an advocate, I had a lawyer, I had somebody on my behalf that looked at the fine print, that looked through the stuff and said, that's not it. Not guilty. Now let's move it up a little bit. When the enemy said, you did this, he said this and all this, and even if you did do it, guess what? Jesus said, it's bought and paid for. It is finished, amen? It is finished. Get the Lord a handgun. He's already finished what's going on in the life of that stuff. Man. But we got more to go. So let's take a look at this. Something else we can be uh, encouraged about. My future victory is greater than my present pain. And I said, I realize there's some pain that we will go through in this life. How many know Paul went through some tough times? He went through some tough times. Look what, look what Paul says in this. He says, yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. I am never going to minimize what you're going through. But I'm going to tell you what, I want us to look a little bit higher to what God has got for us. Have you ever had a surgery or a hurt or a bruise or something like that? And you think, man, that is terrible. That's terrible. But you come out the other side and go, yeah, well, it's better now. You know, it's kind of like that. When we look at this world here, this is so short and it can be tough and it can be miserable and things like that. But let's keep our eyes on the prize. Let's keep our eyes on the Lord because I'm going to tell you what, he's got a place for us that's going to be amazing. He's got a place for us that is just going to be where there's no pain, no fear, no worry. How many of you, if you could just push a button and not worry, would gain probably uh, 10 hours a week in your life? Do I hear 20? 20, 25, right? Yeah, it's, we worry a lot. But it doesn't do any good. We don't have to worry when we know who holds the future, amen? I want you to see that today. Everybody doing good? Let's keep on rolling. Number four, my mind is filled with the peace of God. Verse six, if you're writing it down. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. If I've got my mind being renewed by the word of God, like it talks about in Romans 12, 1 and 2, then I'm going to continue to be running that through my brain, and hopefully I'm going to respond like God wants me to respond. But what happens when your Bible's shut? You're not listening. You're not hearing this clearly many times. And look, even when we do have our Bibles open, that don't mean we make all the choices that are perfect. But I'm telling you what, we're leaning into what God has done. And let me tell you, let's read it again. So letting your sinful nature, uh, nature control your mind leads to death. We don't want death, we want life. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life. Moving on, pick up a little speed. If God is for me, who could ever be against me? You ever heard of that? It's scriptural, right? Here you go. Verse 31, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him for us, for us all, won't he also give us everything else? You and I will never come up short in the Lord Jesus. We might not get what we want, when we want, at the time we think, but I'm going to tell you what, we can rest in knowing that God is in our corner. Amen? You mean he did all this for me? Yes, he did. Let's keep on rolling. God's spirit helps me in my weakness. Verse 26 says this. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, 
We don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers, listen to this, in harmony with God's own will. People say, well, I don't know what to pray. I said, well, just ask the Lord to help you. You can't pray the wrong thing, right? The Holy Spirit's going to take that. If your heart is in line with God, he's going to take it and, 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 and intercede on your behalf. You know, a lot of times we think we got to say the perfect words and everything else. All you got to do is say, Jesus, save me. I need you coming to my life. Man, we make it so much harder. You got it. We got it. Look at this one. God is working everything in my life for good. Boy, that's a tough one sometimes. We say, how in the world could that be? Verse says this, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I understand that we don't always understand how that is on this side of heaven, but I'm going to tell you what, God's word is true, and we're going to trust in that. We'll pick up a little speed. You ready for the last one? Somebody say amen. amen. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Can you be encouraged with that? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Paul says this in verse 38. He says, I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. See, he knew we were going to be preaching on that, put it in here. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from the love of God. I don't know why we worry so much, because I think we think we can control some stuff. We can control very little. Anybody got control of the stock market? I don't know. Anybody got control of how long they're going to live? Nope. Anybody got any control of what your children will do? Very little. Very little. That will always keep you praying. Amen. So let's take a few looks at that. Is everybody encouraged with that? I pray that you are. Romans chapter 8. Read through that over and over and over. There's still more blessings in there, and it's all throughout God's word. I said, what is it you feel like you're lacking? We went through all those things. What is it you feel like you're lacking? I don't know what it is, but bring it to the foot of Jesus. Bring it to him and say, Lord, you know, this area of my life feels like it's barren. This, this, it seems like it's just dried up. You watch how God will continue to pour water into that area in your life when you earnestly seek him. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. I'm not saying it's going to snap and things are going to change. But I'm going to tell you what, you will grow more in that area of your life than any other area or any other time. Can I get an amen there? Have you ever seen that? Sometimes it just seems like you just grow more when things are a little tough, don't you? I don't know why it works that way. But it does. Can we still be uh, thanking God in the midst of everything when it's going good? I hope we do. But I tell you what, you can look look at 9-11. Look how full the church was when things went down. When everything got put back together, started slacking off again. I'm telling you, let's continue to just rejoice and, and look at what God's done. What is it that you feel like you're lacking? If you feel like you're lacking the stuff, go back to the promises of God and count your blessings. Sometimes you just got to count your blessings. When things are not going right on my job and things are not going right in my life and different things, because by the way, if you're a pastor, that doesn't mean you got a, a, a free, uh, everything's good for you in your whole life. Nothing ever happens. You, you, you know, your dog doesn't bark or anything like that at the wrong time. You're living life just like anybody else. And you're just trying to teach, just keep on going. But I'm going to tell you what, what God has shown me over time and time and time for, through our friends here, through prayer, that God is bigger than my sin. God is greater than my shortfalls. God loves me when I don't even love myself. You know? Could you follow a God like that? Could you trust a God like that? Because that's the God of the Bible, amen? That's the God of the Bible. 
I said, you know what? If we review more of the Lord's character and, and we reflect it. You know, when we start looking like that, you ever notice that you, you ever notice this, even if you don't think so, you start to mimic people or mimic things. Everybody's got kids will guarantee you this. If they hang with somebody that you'd rather not hang with, guess what? They start bringing home things that you wish they didn't do. You know what I mean? And usually it seems like it defaults the other way. You say, man, I'll tell you what, I had a great puppy one time, man. Great. This dog's name was Beauty. Smartest dog I ever had. I think she could have done the taxes. This dog could do this and roll over and everything else. All this stuff. I said, well, you know what? She seems a little lonely. I'm going to get her another little puppy dog. Wrong. This dog had never dug a hole in the background, backyard. Got home, thought that we had a Tyrannosaurus Rex or something coming there. Where's my dog? Dug in a hole. Used to put back in them days, some people still do it. We used to put our clothes up on the line. <sighs> Not with the new dog. They're doing a tug of war on my bed sheet. I'm thinking, how is this happening? See, we tend to default to the, to the flesh. And my older dog was saying, man, I haven't had this much fun in a long time until I got home. <laughs> I said, what are you throwing? She's like, ah. I know when she want to take that palm go, it was this one. It was, it, it was the dog that you brought. <laughs> it was the woman that you gave me. Right? <laughs> Going back to Genesis with this thing. But you know, we look at those things and we go, wow. Lord, help us to be a blessing. Help us to be a, a difference maker. Help us to be one that, that leads the charge for what you have for us. Amen? So help us share what you've given us. Let's roll along through that. I thought about this statement the other day after I met that lady at the MRI thing. You will never meet someone that doesn't need Jesus. They might not know it, but you know it. There's never been anybody that don't need Jesus. Everybody needs a Savior. How do you know that? Because the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So guess what? We need a Redeemer, and his name is Jesus. I was thinking about this too. I said, the time you take to share the gospel can produce an eternity of blessings. Don't get too busy. Let me tell you what. I thought about that, and I thought, Lord, thank you that you ruled and reigned in my life at that particular time to spend some time with that lady to talk to her and tell you about her because I wanted to go home. I was a little worried about getting in that machine. Kids, y'all don't know, I get a little excited. Get just a wee bit hyper. You don't take a hyper guy and shove him in a box, man. It's not good, you know? And she said, are you claustrophobic? I said, how big's your box? You know? And I also, I, I forgot to tell her, I said, you know why I'm here? Because your machine is bigger than the one over there at Centera. Because I was in that before. They almost had to grease me to get me in there. I'm like, how much longer? How much longer? And they go, you can't talk in there. I'm out telling me I can't talk. My wife said, that's not possible. <laughs> Talks in his sleep, you know? But I made it through. But this is what I'm saying. You know what? That MRI, like I said, took 24 minutes. I was there three hours. So what? Because of the Lord was so gracious and allowed me that opportunity. It's all about God. We got a new sister in the room. That we have somebody that has been rescued from the sin of cell sell a sin and pulled out of that and set in the family of God forever and is secure in the Lord. That's worth a few minutes, isn't it? God thought so. Not just his time. He thought it was so, so worth him giving his son that he did. And Jesus said, I'll go. Send me. So I said, listen for his promptings and follow his leads. This week, I pray that this echoes in your heart. Listen for the promptings of the Lord and follow him. I want you to know that God has equipped us 
He's empowered us and he's entrusted us with the gospel message to transform people's lives. The angels don't do it, right? The lawyers don't do it. Not just the preachers. Everybody has that opportunity and that call. That's the great commission. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, right? So I want us to know today that you know what? We have an opportunity and a privilege and a call upon our lives to share the good news. Amen. Anybody up for that? Amen. Amen. If you ever get tired of sharing your faith, if you ever get tired of going the extra mile, remember that somebody did it for you. I want you to think back in your life for just a second. Who was that person that told you about Jesus? It might have been 20 people, but you might just remember one. You know, I remember a lot of people telling me about Jesus, but I do remember when I finally said, I need Jesus. There's a, a little gray-haired man. I said, son, do you believe this? I said, yeah, I believe this. He said, do you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus? Believe your heart that God raised? I said, yeah, I believe that. But guess what? He was the guy that was the last link in the chain. There was a lady outside when it was cold out and cars were coming by and she was the one who handed me the Bible track. I'll forget about that. See, a lot of times we just see, well, this guy led me to the Lord. This guy, this lady led me to the Lord. That's great. That's great. But there was other people that God put in the plan for me to come to the Lord. How about you? Maybe it's your school teacher who was praying for you. Can you believe that? They said, oh, they can't do that. Well, you know what? They can pray anytime they want. They don't have to publicize it. I probably wouldn't be there long. But uh, you gotta, you gotta, you've got that gift of this. They've entrusted people to you all over the place. I had, a, I had a teacher back in seventh grade that told us about Jesus. Never forget that. It was amazing. And she was straight up, boy, she said, this is what you need to do. This is the deal. This is the deal. And even at that point, I had all the pieces that I tried. I was trying to connect them. And maybe I did, and maybe I didn't. I don't know. Only the Lord knows. But I know when it all made sense to me where I was at. I was on my knees asking the Lord to forgive me. I said, man, Lord, I need you. And guess what? I want to tell you this. Things, this is kind of crazy. Things at that particular time in my life were great. Bam was number one, man. We did we did the Rock Flash magazine, all that. Had the Corvette, had a pretty girl on my arm, had Thomas hanging out with me all the time. Things were going good. But I still knew that I needed Jesus. That's what a praying wife will get you right there. Because she knew that I needed Jesus, right? So what I'm saying is this. You don't have to be in that terrible spot to need Jesus. You just got to be aware that you need Jesus. How about that? I said it in another slide. Everybody, you'll never meet somebody that doesn't need Jesus. Well, let's take a look at this and bring this home. You mean all that's for me. You heard all those things we talked about in Romans chapter 8. I love this. Let's go back to this beginning scripture here. Colossians 2.10. So you also are complete through your union with Christ. That's amazing if you just stop there. But he tells you who's your lawyer. He tells you who's your advocate. He tells you who is the one that bought this for you and who intercedes on your behalf. Your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and every authority. Anybody ever had a big brother? I didn't, but I had a big sister and she would take you down, boy. 
it, it always, it always I was in the right. It's something about having somebody in your corner. It's something about somebody believing in you. It's something about somebody says, you know what? And, you, and even you might even tell them, no, I don't deserve this. I don't That's where grace comes in. That's where God's love comes in. He did it all for you. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care where you've been. I don't care how much you make, how little you make, where you spend your money, where you shop, where you sleep, any of those things. Basically what I'm saying, this message is for all of us. God's grace is for you. My question to you today is, are you complete in Christ? You say, well, I don't know. Well, you can know. You can be complete in Christ today when you say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today that yes, all these things, all these blessings are for us. Lord, I pray and there's a group this side, I know there's so much going on. There's a worry, there's sin, there's fear, there's all these things. But I, I pray today that you push them things away, Lord, and you just, you just cover us with your love for healing, for forgiveness, for grace. You mean that's all for me? Yeah, it's all for you. If you're sitting here today and you said to that question I asked, are you complete in Christ? I want you to look up here where I'm talking and I want to pray for you. Are you complete in Christ? You can know it today. I'm going to say it again. Well, buddy, how's that? How's that? The Lord loved you so much. He came to purchase our sin debt. All have sin. Everybody knows they missed the mark. I don't think it's real hard for us to understand that we missed the mark. God is perfect and holy, and he cannot be around sin. So he sent someone that took the sin away of the world, and his name was Jesus. He paid the price. He poured out his blood for us to be saved. That's how much you're worth. That's how much it costs. And you can't add to it, and you can't take away from it. But friends, let me tell you right now, you can receive it. And I pray that you receive it now. How do I receive it, buddy? Look up here and pray with me from your heart. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today I'm trusting you as my Savior. I believe you're the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Today, Lord, save me and forgive me. If that's you today, don't leave here without telling somebody, you know what, I prayed with you today. And I'm going to grow my, my walk with the Lord. Thank you for, for, for loving us like you do. If you're here today and you say, boy, I tell you, I know that, buddy. I've received that, but sometimes I run and I run. Well, run on back to him. He hasn't left. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. And I want you to know that God is for you. I'm going to read this again. So you also are complete through your union with Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap today. Yes, indeed.